Hello, this is Tim, the lead pastor of Mosaic Portland, and welcome to the Mosaic Portland podcast. We exist to follow Jesus in authentic community for the world. And right now we're gathering Sundays online uh, to worship together and to open up scripture together. And then after that, we have virtual house gatherings that meet all over our city. And the great thing about these is that you can actually join in wherever you're listening from. We think these right now are the best way to be known, to connect with others, uh, and to be on mission together. They're also where we pray together on Sundays in smaller communities, where we take communion together and debrief what the talk was about and engage scripture more. If you want to find out more information of how to be a part of one in this season, you can find out more info on our website, mosaicportland.org. Now let's go to scripture together as we listen to this podcast. Hey, welcome. My name's Adam. I'm part of the team here at Mosaic and get open scripture with you. We are in our second week of a teaching series called Resurrection People. And um, the, the idea behind this is that just a few weeks ago, we celebrated the fact that Jesus, though he went to the cross and he died, he also resurrected. And because he resurrected, how he lived matters. And it shapes who we are as individuals and it shapes who we are as a church. We want to be a church like Jesus. So over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking towards scripture at the life of Jesus, um, how he ordered himself, how he lived, and how that leads and shapes us as individuals and as a church. And today I want to, to introduce a, a fairly practical topic, but I, I think it has pretty far-reaching implications for how we live as individuals in a church. And it's this idea that Jesus lived with margins. Now, to get us all on the same page when I use that word margin, because I, I know for some that's a financial term, my go-to is uh, where to not write on the page when I'm in third grade. Uh, but when I talk about margins, what I mean is the discipline of intentionally not consuming to our limits. The discipline of not consuming towards our limits with the things that, that we are given to steward. So that could be our, our time, our, our energy, our, our finances and resources uh, can be our, our, our creativity. But this discipline that I don't consume up to my limits, that is margin. Um, John Mark Omer in, in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, uh, writes, gives us this definition of margin. Uh, the space between our load and our limits. The space between the, the, the things that we carry is our load, the things that, that we must do, uh, that, that we have to get up and go to work, the, the financial responsibilities that we've committed to, these things that, that are our load, the things that we carry, and our limits, the things that we can absolutely do. The, the space between those two things is margin. Now, I, I want to just right out of the gate as we're getting going, um, kind of own the reality that, that for me, this is a, uh, a, a topic, a discipline that I've had to work a lot on my life. Um, Jesus and my wife have had, had a lot of grace for me and helping me along the way to establish limits and boundaries. Um, there's, there's part of my personality that just loves to, uh, to push that limit to push, um, whether that's time or energy to push. And, and it's really based on a lie that, that sometimes I believe that I'll share with you in a moment. Uh, but, but, but to just realize that for many of us, we do consume up into our limits and we live without margin. And it impacts our lives. 
Um, as I was preparing for this this week, I stumbled across this article and someone was describing what it's like uh, to live without margin, without limits. And I'm going to read a few of the, 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 the facts that they said and, and maybe a few of them might resonate with, a, with, with us. Uh, living without margin, I'm always mentally and physically exhausted. Small things more easily get under my skin and I can't turn off my anxious thoughts. I count down the days until my day off, yet even when my day off comes, I'm still anxiously thinking about stuff I need to get done. Those who love me most tell me to slow down, yet I always have an excuse as a comeback. I find that I can't focus as well as I once did. Now, I'm willing to bet at least one or two, or maybe all those, <laughs> resonate with, with some of us. And, 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 and the reality is, Living with margin matters. It's a discipline that matters. And it matters because it's, it's how Jesus lived. It's how he ordered his life. And it also matters because margin is how we intentionally create the needed space in our lives to be more present, aware, and available. Margin, the discipline of not consuming to our limits, helps us create the needed space in our lives to live more present, more aware, and more available. So let's, let's look at scripture at the life of Jesus. Um, if you've got a Bible wherever you're watching, you can turn to Luke 5. It's going to be up on the screen or the device that you're watching. Um, but, but margin leads us to be more fully present. I want to see where we see this in Jesus' life. Um, Luke chapter 5, starting in, in verse 15. Um, and just for some context, Jesus is at the beginning of his ministry. He's calling his disciples. He's beginning to perform miracles and his notoriety is beginning to spread and more people are pursuing him with their needs. And it says this in verse 15. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew <clears throat> to lonely places and he prayed. If we really think about the, the implications of that statement, it's, it's pretty powerful. We know and believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he did amazing things, that he taught with authority and power and transformed lives, that he had every answer to every question, that he could heal people, that he could cast out demons, he could even raise the dead. Yet, he found it important to put a limit to that activity and to go be fully present with his father. And that, that should teach us something, that, that he had the ability to heal, that he had the ability to raise from the dead, he had the ability to, to confront injustice, yet that activity had a limit that he would set it aside to go be fully present with his father. The, the, the act of being fully present is really just a combination of, of time and attention and is critical for any relationship. To be present, to be, to be giving someone time and, and attention is absolutely critical for all of our relationships. And Jesus margin put limits in his life so that he could go be fully present, have time and attention with his father. Now we know this is true in our relationships with one another, that, that there's a difference between being in proximity with each other, maybe being in a car with someone or in the same room with someone. There's a difference between that and being fully present with them. 
I have this, uh, this friend who is a very busy person and um, we get together every once in a while. And when we get together, I know two things are gonna happen. One, they're gonna be late. I, I could just set my clock to, they're gonna be late. I know they're gonna be late. And two, throughout our conversation, probably at least a dozen times, I'm gonna be talking, look up and find them doing this. Oh wait, what'd you say? That, that's not the same as really being fully present. We, we can be together in the space or sharing a meal, but, but that's not really fully present. And, and just a caveat and sidebar uh, with these amazing devices that we have that connect us to the world at all times, these can be margin eaters more than almost anything because they're so readily available. But we know the difference between being in proximity with someone and, and being fully present and being fully present requires margin. It requires setting aside space. Now, I'm trying to, uh, to do this right now to create margin in my life to be a little bit more present with my kids. We um, have had a, a shift in our schedule um, over the last couple of weeks that is requiring I take my youngest two daughters to school in the morning. And typically the morning is a very mentally busy time for me, um, thinking about my day, the things I, I need to get done, the things I want to get done and how I can squeeze everything in. And, and typically it would be a, a mentally kind of checked out time for me where I would be driving, maybe have some music on and just really focusing on my day. And, and I've made the decision to actually create margin with that space. To, to actually put my full time and attention on my daughters, to ask them questions, to listen to them, and to be fully present with them because of that margin. This is something we do in our lives as individuals. It's something that we're also called to as a church, to be people who create margin to be fully present with God. And in the spring and, and summer months of this year, uh, one of the ways that that margin is happening is on third Sunday nights, uh, we're gonna get together in our, our, our building and we're gonna worship. And we're gonna spend time in that margin, in that intentional created space to be fully present with God, to shift our, our full attention towards him and to spend time just being with him. Margin allows us to be more fully present with others and with God. And margin then also creates a growing and greater awareness. If we live a life without margin, without limits, we truly run the risk of, of living with blinders on, of just being unaware. Um, as a church, the, we would run the risk of being unaware of what's happening in the world around us, in our city, uh, it, with injustice that's happening and, and, and great need and brokenness that's all right outside our doors. We, we, we run the risk of being unaware of that. We, we can run the risk of being unaware of what's going on in, in the people around us um, that, that are closest to us. We can even be unaware of what's going on in our own hearts and bodies and even with what God is, is speaking to us. Margin allows us to have greater awareness. In John uh, chapter five, listen to these words of Jesus. Um, he is being questioned because he healed a blind person. And uh, this is his answer. He says uh, in verse 19, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. Jesus, in, in answering this question of, of how and why he healed this, this blind man, he, he says, I, I only do 
what I see the Father doing. That, that I've ordered my life after him, that, that I know him, I recognize him, I know his voice, I know what he's up to in the, the world, and, and, and I'm only doing what he is doing. Jesus is demonstrating for, for us that, that out of this margin, this, this limited time that he has set apart uh, to, to be with his father, to be fully present with his father, that he knows the will of his father, that there's an awareness there. He goes on to say a few chapters later in John chapter 10, he, he introduces himself as, as our great shepherd, those who follow him. And he says this, that, that my shepherd, that, that my sheep know my voice, that, that they recognize his leading, they recognize his directing. Jesus is modeling this, that, that from this margin of, of getting away from even good, very good things to be with his father, there's an awareness of what his father is doing. I, um, I did something this last week that I haven't done in almost a year, and it was uh, driving through a school zone. Uh, we, we live by a road that's it's a fairly large road, and it's a fairly big road, so the speed limit's pretty fast. And typically when I'm driving on that road, I'm going the speed limit and maybe a little bit over, and the scenery just kind of flies by. I don't really notice a lot. It's kind of a blur. It's just kind of going by. But, but I hit this, now that school's back in session, I hit a school zone and had to slow all the way down to 15 miles an hour. When you were going 50 or 60 and you slow down to 15, you notice things, right? You notice everything in the scenery. You notice gum that's stuck to the sidewalk. You, you just notice things differently when, when you're slowing down. Margin creates opportunity for you and I to slow down and to become more aware, to become more aware of what's going on in the lives of people around us, to become more aware of even what, what's going on within us, what our hearts might be trying to tell us, what our bodies might be trying to communicate to us. It allows us even to become more aware of what the God of the universe has to say to us, that the God of the universe wants to give us his attention and wants us to re reciprocate that to him, to slow down, to create margin, to be more aware. Margin allows us to be more present, to be more aware, and it also allows us to be more available. Um, this, this concept kind of struck me uh, this, this last week when I was thinking about the life of Jesus. Uh, Jesus was, was very intentional. We know that. We know that that he intentionally set out uh, to call his disciples and, and, and went for them specifically, that, that, that he intentionally preached the Sermon on the Mount, that, that he would say, we're going from this place to this place, that, that he lived absolutely with intention. And yet, some of the most powerful and transformative stories that we read about in, in the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, happened in between those intentional moments, kind of as interruptions. As Jesus was on his way from one place to the next, he was confronted with a situation or someone who had great need. And, and, and it was in those interruptions that Jesus did so many of the amazing things that we look at and point at. And, and he was able to do those things because he lived with margin. He lived in a way that, that he could be interrupted and, and have something to give, have something to offer. Not everything that he was given did, was it already consumed, but, but he lived with margin in a way that he could be interrupted and still be fruitful and powerful in those moments. 
Now this, this concept of, of, of not consuming to the limits that Jesus personified, we actually read about uh, in, in scriptures in Leviticus, it was written generations and generations before Jesus walked the earth. And I'll read this scripture, it's out of Leviticus uh, chapter 23, verse 22. It says this, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord, your God. This concept that Jesus personified that we read about in Leviticus of, of, of not consuming all the way to the limits. These, these farmers are told when you're going to glean, when you're going to, to get the, the harvest, to not get all the way into the corners and to leave the gleanings, to, to leave some of this for the foreigner and for the poor among you to not consume all the way to your limits. What, what this is helping us realize and to see is that, that everything that we're given to steward, our time, our creativity, our finances, everything that we're given is not just for us. That, that a part of that is, is meant to have margin and to be for others. I think about um, in our city, this, you, know, you can't look anywhere and not see need and brokenness in our city. And to realize that, that if we are Jesus people, if we are following him, we are also following him into his mission. And to realize that, that for us as a church and for us as individuals, uh, the most significant opportunities we might have at representing Jesus in our city and serving might come in the form of an interruption, might come in the form of an inconvenience and require that we have ordered our lives with margin in a way that we can still be fruitful in those moments of interruption and inconvenience. Living with these margins, living with limits in place. I mentioned a, a few minutes ago that this is something that I've continued to have to do, work on over and over, and it's, it's really connected to this lie. And, and the lie is this, that doing more more activity, uh, more, more work, more play, more of anything, that doing more will lead to more life. That if I can accomplish more, if I can squeeze more in, if I can get a little bit more out of this budget, if, if we can do more, it'll lead to more life. And oftentimes I've, I've felt the consequences, the effects of living without margin, of, of, of living all the way to that point of, of limits over and over. And the fact is it, it doesn't lead to more life. It, it actually leads to less life. It leads to a life of being less present, present with God and less present with, with people that I love and care about. It leads a life to being less aware of not, of not listening uh, to even my, my own body, my own soul and, and being less aware of, of what God is speaking into my life and, and leading me to be less available. That there's opportunities that I see that, that, that I actually don't have time. I actually don't have energy or finances to contribute to it because I've, I've consumed too much. Living without limits. So the invitation for us as we're, as we're going into this teaching of, of the resurrected Jesus and, and being a church like him and, and, and understanding that he lived with intentional limits, the invitation for us is to think about our own lives. And, and I wanna do that through a, a, a couple questions. And these questions are actually gonna show up in our, our house gatherings here in, in just a few moments. So you'll have some time to, to think about it before then. Uh, but the first question is, is this. What is an area of your life where there is just no margin, no limit, that you could reevaluate and introduce limits? 
What's a specific area of your life? To take this concept, this, this thing that Jesus lived out and pull it into our day-to-day living. What's an area of our lives that we can reevaluate and, and, and put limits in place? The second question is this, how can I follow Jesus into lonely places and intentionally turn my focus and attention towards God daily? That scripture we read in, in Luke 5 that, that said Jesus in the morning would often go to lonely places to be fully present with his father. How can we follow in his footsteps into those lonely places to be more fully present with God? Let's pray. Father, as we, um, as we go into this teaching further of the resurrected Jesus and, and being a people that follow in his footsteps. I pray that, that today um, you would begin to direct and lead us as we think about how we order our lives in margins and those places where we are consuming to our limit um, and that, that, that you are inviting us to have limits, to, to have margin. Um, I pray that you would begin to, to call those things to the surface um, that come to mind and And as we begin to discuss these in our house gatherings in the week to come, that you will lead us in clarity of how to live a margined life, to be more focused on you, to be more aware, and to be more available to the world around us. Father, we thank you and we love you. In your name, amen.